Ink Stories is sponsored by Jungle Tattoo Supplies, stockists and distributors of all the top brand tattoo supplies you'll ever need. Established in 2014, Jungle Tattoo Supplies distribute to licensed tattoo studios across the UK and Europe and are an ethical company who support the World Wildlife Fund and Air Ambulance. Visit their website at jungletattoosupplies.co.uk Follow them on Twitter at jungle underscore TS and like them on Facebook at Jungle Tattoo Supplies. Hello and welcome to Ink Stories, the podcast about the stories behind people's tattoos. My name's Mark and I am your host and I have quite a lot of tattoos, but never as many as I would like. My guest at this time is Mike Slamer. Hello, Mike. Hello. Thank you for having me on, Mark. Welcome. It's nice to see you. Well, speak to you. And it's nice to have an international guest as well international yes i am just outside new york city in a lovely little suburb known as new jersey isn't that a separate state it is it is indeed uh the big joke is that you know we're uh the little brother of new york city we're right next door and there's a lot of commuters and folks coming and going so there's no real like identity but it's a fun place to be and um you know i grew up in new jersey i've been living here mostly my whole life you know we have beautiful mountains and ski resorts and hiking trails uh we have the pine barrens which is where uh in the 70s all the mob would go and dump the dead bodies (laughs) sounds delightful (laughs) Uh, you know you can still smell them sometimes So tell me a little bit more. I mean, you, you've said you're from uh, New Jersey, but tell me a little bit more about you. What do you do that makes you cool? Oh, man, uh, that's a great question. I'd have to ask other people what makes me cool. But I'm a musician. Uh, I'm a fellow podcaster. I work for the Discovery Channel. I've got a, a you know great dog in my life. You know, I've got a great wife in my life. You know, like like it's uh, it's it's good, man. You know, it's 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 been a ride. It's been a ride. And throughout all of it, you know, a couple of mainstays has been being a musician, a guitarist, you know, singer, songwriter and loving music. I enjoy science fiction. And yeah, it's just like this smorgasbord of stuff, you know, and and people are like that where we're multifaceted onion type layered people. I'm all about the onion type people that you describe and what a lovely way of putting it. Where can people find your music and or your podcasts? Sure. So you can follow me on Twitter at Mike Slamer, S-L-A-M-E-R. You can find my Star Trek podcast called We Are Starfleet, a Star Trek Discovery podcast. We're available on all the podcast feeds, so feel free to check it out. Otherwise, you can find us on WeMadeThisPod.com. And if you want to check out, I have a rock and roll tribute band to the late great Scott Weiland. If you are a fan of Stone Temple Pilots, Velvet Revolver, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, then please do check out ccontrabandlive.com. We're currently on hiatus due to the pandemic, of course, but you know, hopefully when when things get back and everyone's vaccinated and safe, we can get back to playing live shows. 
absolutely. It's not going to last forever. And I think we're all going to value stuff like live music just that little bit more. Oh, so much so. Just so much so. Yeah, yeah. So how many tattoos do you have? Or if you've got too many to count, can you estimate roughly your coverage? <laughs> no problem. So I have, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four. I have four tattoos. And I'd, I'd love to get more. I just haven't really thought about it really in depth yet. I've always been fascinated by body art. Not so much piercings. Piercings are interesting, but that's a different level, right? And <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I like it. There's, you know, people like, oh, does it hurt? Yeah, it hurts. Duh. But at the same time, it's a different level of pain. And and I'm sure anyone listening to this knows exactly what I mean. You know, it just becomes comfortable. Like it goes from hurting to dull to, okay, this is fine. Yes, but everyone has their threshold where they've definitely had enough. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> On one of my tattoos, there, there's uh, the ampersand symbol. It goes right over my elbow. And I remember I passed out. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I remember chatting to the artist who was doing it. And then I remember kind of picking my head up off the uh, off the little couch. Yeah. Bloody hell. I mean, I've had moments where I've gone, oh, how much longer? But I've not passed out. <laughs> yeah, no, I, it, it just happened. Um, I remember it obviously hurt. It's going right over right, right over your elbow cap, right? Like, you know, anywhere that the needle hits the bone is supposed to be the most painful. Yeah. But. I remember it hurting, talking, and then waking up. <laughs> Brilliant. Isn't that what we're talking about today? You're talking about a different piece. I'm talking about a different piece today. Yeah. All right. Tell me about that one. All right. All right. So this tattoo has a history. Back in, I would say, 2004. So we're going back quite a ways, I guess. Um, I turned 18 and I knew I wanted a tattoo. And I said, all right, you know, and, and I grew up on 80s hair metal, rock and roll, you know, grunge, like, like these were just normal things in my life, normal things that I saw, normal things that I connected with. And of course, all the great musicians had awesome tattoos just up and down, you know, arms, legs, chest, you know, necks, you know, <clears throat> everywhere body art was it was taboo it was exciting it was in your face it was offensive and i kind of was like embodying that at that point in time in my life so i was like hey you know i, I i'm gonna go get a tattoo and so i i did i i, I picked out like this pinup girl you know i went to the tattoo shop and i was like yeah this is what i want you know and and there it goes. And uh, I don't know how you're going to showcase the art and if you're going to show each phase and the pictures that I'd sent. But the pinup girl that was done by the tattoo artist uh, at that point in time was not good and partially my fault and entirely his fault because I should have known better. I was 18. And I was like, hey, you know, I should have known just to stop the guy and been like, hey, you're, you're fucking it up. You're not doing a good job. Thing is, if you stopped him, you'd have half a crap tattoo. Exactly. So, but you know, this is my first tattoo, Mark. I didn't know. I, I don't like, what do you say? You know, like I'm just, I'm, I'm a dumb kid sitting in the chair 
getting a tattoo. It's a, it's a real shop. It's a real business. It's a place of business that had been there for years. And this is 2004. So this is pre-Google reviews and pre-Yelp and pre-vet you know vet the place, right? So all you could go by is the work that they have in the window and the binders and all this. But yeah, I, you know, how do you tell a guy who's working on your arm, you know, needle deep to stop? No clue. I'm so glad I've never had to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, this is my first experience, right? So he's going through, he's doing it, and he's taking phone calls. This tattoo artist, you know, he's taking phone calls and he's clearly distressed. Like it's, I don't remember exactly what it was, uh, but I remember it, him like cussing on the phone and like, hanging the phone up and then and then coming back to the chair and then going to work and and seeing the agitation and hearing it in his voice and uh my buddy is in the room with me and he's like kind of staring at me and, and you know we're just kids and we're like staring at each other like what do we do what do we do i don't know i don't know i don't know so he's going he's doing it he's doing it and also i'm thinking to myself well he's not done so you know he's he's gonna go over he's gonna do the shading he's gonna you know he's gonna add this he's gonna do this little thing right and anyway it didn't come out right at all i mean the girl looked like a blob you know it's like supposed to be this pinup girl holding a guitar and and she she's sitting there on the arm and everything well you know she's missing a leg and the elbow is kind of cocked out in a weird way and the way that her face is makes it look like you know she's choking on something and not in a nice way <laughs> uh right her her wrist doesn't exist it like blends right into her arm like it's just bad it's bad it's bad it's bad it's bad it's bad right so i walk mm. out of there you know I, I pay the money and i'm depressed and i'm like oh gosh you know and and at the same time there's a level of excitement i just got my first tattoo hey if it hurt you know but i got through it and now it's gonna heal and maybe it'll look better when it heals you know that could be a thing right yeah, yeah i don't know uh no it didn't <laughs> so a year later give or take there's a new tattoo shop that opens up and one of my other buddies had gone there and he had gotten a tattoo and it came out really nicely so i went with him a few weeks after the fact, met the artist and said, hey, you know, is there anything we can do to fix this? And, you know, I remember the guy looked at it. I can't remember his name, but he looked at it and and he kind of just I could see it in his face like he didn't want to make me feel bad. Which thank you. Right. It sucks to walk into some place and have them look at you and be like, oh, <laughs> you got ripped off. That sucks. Blah. You know, it's like I already feel bad about this. We don't need to make it worse. Yeah. And I don't think from the sounds of it, you needed him to tell you that you were pretty certain. Yeah, yeah. It was just confirmation, right? So walked in, took a look at it, and he says, okay, this is what we can do. So he added some shading. He added another leg. He added some definition to the woman's body to make her look more like a real person and not just a blob, you know? And uh, it, it came out well. And, and he was able to add like some hair, you know, to make it look more natural and, and to make it look like some of the definition that was being added had always been there. Really clever stuff and, and well done. However, it still wasn't great. And I didn't love it. And that sucked because this tattoo is on the upper left arm, right? So you're wearing a t-shirt, you're wearing a sleeveless shirt. Like this is what everyone's going to see. It's a very visible place. So right. for many, many years, I just never really showed it off. I, I always wore a regular t-shirt uh, or a long sleeve. I never really brought any attention to it. 
And that was basically that. And uh, to make matters a little bit more complicated, in the year 2005, I had gone to a Velvet Revolver concert. I paid mad money for tickets. Uh, you know, sure. I, was, I was still like 18, 19 at the time. And, you know, 200 bucks for a ticket is a lot of money when you're that age. I went, and obviously, you know, you want to bring your friends, you want to have a good time, you know, nobody wanted to go, they couldn't afford the tickets, and they couldn't afford the tickets because I wanted to do, like, you know, the, the, the right up front, I wanted to be in the pit, I wanted to be there, right? So, got the money, yeah. and uh, made it happen, and I get there, and uh, uh, turns out that the, well, I, I knew this in advance, not like I didn't know, but I was excited because, you know, since I was going alone, I was like, all right, the heck with it. So I splurged and, and I got the uh, the sound check pass, right? So I got to be there for Velvet Revolver doing sound check and Slash is there, Duff McKagan, like, you know, this is Velvet Revolver. This is Scott Weiland, Guns N' Roses, Supergroup, Stone Temple Pilot, you know, like this is awesome. I'm in my element, man. Like Guns N' Roses, my number one favorite band growing up. You know, alongside like ACDC, Poison, you know, like classic, classic stuff. So soundcheck, they wrap up, you know, they're all coming down. And and I had never gone to something like this. So everyone around me, there's like maybe 50, 60 people. They brought stuff for the band to sign. They brought like different records. They brought T-shirts. They brought like photographs and stuff for, for, for the band to sign. And I'm thinking... I didn't know I was supposed to bring something. They're signing autographs. What the hell do I do? So Slash comes down. He's like my favorite guitar player of all time. Still is. Still is. Right. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. So he signs my arm. I put my arm out and he's like, uh, what are you doing? I was like, well, I'm going to go get it tattooed in the morning. And he's like, shit, that's cool. All right. So <laughs> signs my arm. You know, we have a great time at the concert. I have a, I have a blast. Uh, the next morning, you know, I, I, I call up the shop and I was like, hey, man, you know, I got this. I got this. I need to get in today, you know, because it, it was a Sharpie on my, on my arm. You know, he squeezed me in during his lunch break. I threw him a couple extra bucks, you know, whatever I had, because I was basically broke at that point after spending the money on the concert. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so, so you know, I have I literally have Slash's autograph on my arm. And therein lies the rub i have this big tattoo on my upper left arm i've got this glorious piece of rock and roll history and i have a shitty looking pinup girl right i hadn't clocked that you'd got a cover-up of a kind of cover-up i suppose yes so yeah let's bring that back so I, the original tattoo and then i got a cover-up of that original tattoo and then i got an addition to that tattoo with Slash's autograph. And then the very final component here is the the real cover-up and the photo that uh, that I sent over to you. So, gosh, I think it was uh, maybe 2018, 2019. No, I think it must have been 2018. Mm. But I decided enough's enough. And, uh, you know, my fiancé at the time, you know, we're, we're talking. I'm like, I want to get this covered up. I don't really like it. I never have. I've always been kind of embarrassed by it, you know, a, l a little cringy for sure. And, uh, you know, it's, that's not really something you want to have. It's not a, you know, if you have art on you, you don't want to be embarrassed by it. Right. And I've been no. living with it for so long. And, you know, in the back of my mind, like, yeah, you know, whatever it, it is what it is. You know, I guess it's fine. Like I'll fix it one day. I'll fix it one day. Right. 
said, you know what? Time to fix it. I'm done. So I started looking around, and I was living in Brooklyn with my fiance at the time. And there's this uh, really nice shop called Hand of Glory over in Prospect Park, Brooklyn. They are one of the highest rated tattoo shops in Brooklyn. Uh, they've been there for years. If any, you guys, you know, your listeners, you're, you're in New York, you're looking for a tattoo, you want something cool. I can't recommend the shop highly enough. They do lots of great art, you know, traditional Japanese, modern, contemporary art. And they often have like a rotating guest list, right? Uh, as many cool. shops do. So <laughs> definitely recommend handoflorytattoo.com. Uh, the particular artist who was in town, his name is Daniel Delgado, and that's who ultimately did the cover-up. And I had reached out to the shop and, and to Daniel to talk about like kind of what I wanted to do. Like I want to get this covered up. I remember I sat with the guys at the shop for a little bit before ultimately deciding with uh, on, on Daniel Delgado. And I told him like, you know, I want to get a, a, a nice rose built in here and a really cool like uh, display, like a microphone on hand here to showcase like, you know, I'm a musician, I'm a singer songwriter. And I still wanted to highlight that bit of myself. Yeah. So, you know, it, you know, a couple of weeks go by and, and, and we're working together and, and talking, texting each other, you know, different pictures and like, uh, how can we make this work? Well, I still want to keep the slash autograph, you know, that's unique. That's so cool. How can we make that work? And, you know, Dan's like, well, you know, we can do this. And, and he, he shows a couple of different sketches and, uh, you know, ultimately we decided on just, uh, you know, a giant rose with the, with the green petals to add like a nice bit of color because he said like hey you know color will go a long way to cover up all the black and white work that had been done and oh related to that as well uh the initial artist who did such a bad job he pressed so hard like he, he definitely scarred the skin underneath so you know there, yeah. it was also a damaged you know difficult area of work so adding color to that would help mask a lot of this i said okay you know what kind of color are we talking about you know we'll do the nice big great red rose but what about the microphone like microphones are generally they're black and white you know there's not a whole lot you can do about that so anyway, we went back and forth and he recommended like a really nice blue with the tinge of white and that would not only give it color and a bit of uniqueness but it would help make the art completely cover up anything that was underneath and even today you know it's been two years since i've had this even today you look closely you can't even tell that there's any black and white work underneath it it all just yeah. blended so well he did such a great job of melding that blue and that white with the black line work of the microphone is it something that he specializes in as an artist the cover-up work was he someone you went to deliberately because he was a cover-up specialist not deliberately. When I sat down with the shop, they were like, oh, okay, you know, we understand what you want to do. You know, here's the artist that we have in house, you know, check out their pages and, and let us know what you think. So I said, okay. So I went online. I was looking at who, who, who was where. And I found Daniel Delgado. Uh, you can check out his work, Instagram at Daniel Tattoos. He had a lot of posts of different traditional like Japanese art and roses and that's really what grabbed me is his work on the roses the petal work and how he brought a lot of depth to the art and that's that's what grabbed me first and I saw that he had done quite a few cover-ups in his earlier work so I said you know what this this might be my guy this might be my guy and uh you know that was that that's how it all started amazing so I love the story how something you you 
weren't keen on you made it reflect your music taste and you incorporated the signature as well so obviously the rose and the microphone are related mm. to guns and roses why did you get the pinup in the first place oh man uh i mean i guess you could just chalk it up to being you know an 18 year old boy at the time and like you know looking at all of his like rock and roll heroes with uh with pinup girls and everything and and thinking that was uh that was the way to be you know i i thought you know i was like oh okay i'm just, I'm just gonna lean into this you know so did it just border on a picket and stick it you saw it on the wall in the parlor and had it done embarrassingly yeah yeah it wasn't really well thought through i think it's great that you've kind of progressed in a almost like a tattoo journey i like to think that <laughs> i like your take <laughs> i don't have any stuff that i would ever cover up and i've always thought that covering up is kind of like trying to hide a mistake but mm. i love the story behind how you didn't quite cover it all up because of the importance of the slash signature and I think you've made me think more about whether or not I was being a bit of a douchebag. <laughs> I understand what you're saying, and I'm inclined to agree with you at the outset. It's so interesting to be talking to you about this. And as I think about what I just said and, and how I came through this, this journey of exploration of this tattoo, as you said, and I'm thinking, you know, if I were anyone else and, and it was maybe if it was really well done from the outset, right? Like, and I didn't need to have the cover up, I'd be proud of it. And, and maybe I'd think of it in a different way. So it could be that, you know, my own embarrassment surrounding the quality of the tattoo, maybe not necessarily the subject itself. You know, I still, you know, I love women. <laughs> I don't mind. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> to that point, maybe, if it was a nice tattoo, I'd still have it, but it wasn't. And I didn't want to show off something that wasn't of great quality. I didn't want to showcase something that someone had did that was kind of bleh. And as an artist myself, I only want content out there that represents me that looks great, that feels great, that sounds great. You know, like if, if you stumble upon a piece of my art, I want you to be like, wow, cool as opposed to, Ugh, well, all right, you know? So maybe a little bit of element of that as I think about like the art, because I'm the canvas. And if you're looking at that piece of art on my arm and you say, Ugh, then you're looking at me and you're saying, Ugh. and I don't want you to look at me and go, Ugh. <laughs> I want you to be like, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the reaction I want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you something. When you sent me the photo over, I was like, yeah. All right. <laughs> that's the right reaction Mike it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show thank you so much for saying hello and telling me your ink story Mark thank you for having me I've never had the opportunity to tell this ink story so thank you and kudos to you sir thank you for listening to ink stories if you want to follow us on twitter it's at Ink Stories Pod. The show's logo was designed by Carl Bryan, and the theme tune is We've Been Watching the Riots on a Monitor by Fix It Kid.